Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II. And before we begin this to our new episode, I want to tell you about my brand, Capture the World. Capture the World is a black-owned streetwear brand from Hampton, Virginia. Capture the World represents the young generation of creatives around the world. Next up are Millennials and Generation Z. What is a creative? A creative can be described as an individual that sees the world differently from everyone else. A creative can be looked at as a leader or a person that influences people with their gifts and talents. A creative uses their gift from God, not for money and fame, but for the greater good of the world. A creative thinks outside of the box and brings innovation in the world. Anyone from the young generation can be considered creative and capture the world, but those people that are ambitious, passionate, and have perseverance are the only ones that can bring their gifts and talents into fruition and capture the world. Are you a creative? Do you want to capture the world? Capture World Apparel plans to provide the highest quality, high fashion, and give a unique look. You can visit our website at www.capturetheworldapparel.com. The world is yours. Capture it. This episode was recorded on July 21st, 2020. What's up, y'all? This is your host, David Carmichael II, and this is another great episode of the Caption World Podcast. I have another great special guest, man. Um, he resides in Atlanta. His name is Jeremy O'Neill. Um, he's the owner of SNS Movers Moving Company based in the ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. And it's a it's a full service insured and bounded moving company that packs unpacks load unloads and drives vehicles man he has his own moving company he also is a photographer as well um that was something that he said he picked up recently um during the COVID-19 pandemic and now I'm introducing Jeremy O'Neill what's going on bro how you doing what's going on man appreciate you having me on board David for sure for sure man but uh but yeah like you was mentioning man I'm Jeremy O'Neill from down south the dirty south in the A right now let's go uh uh, support my brand SNS Movers. Uh, like my like my brother mentioned, we are a full service moving company. Low, unload, pack, uh, local, long distance, residential, and commercial. And I uh, got the photography that's going on right now. Just just started cranking that up. Uh, oh shit, we got our got a podcast too. Uh, oh yeah, shut that so, up. <laughs> what what's the name of your podcast, bro? Uh, so it's called the Tap In Podcast, but it's up under the Already Rich Umbrella. So in order to find the podcast, you got to go to Spotify, uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and type in Already Rich. And once you type okay. in Already Rich, you'll see our whole selection, our whole catalog of podcasts right there. Facts, facts, bro. So what is um what is Already Rich? What is that? Already Rich is actually a mentality. It's not about financial or just strictly about financial. When we say Already Rich, we mean mentally, physically, and financially as well. Uh, and when I say already rich, it's kind of like a spirit. It's kind of like that confidence that you have within yourself. Even though you're not at a certain point that you want to be in life yet, just know it's coming and have confidence in that it's going to come around. Uh, so pretty much like that. So yeah, you're just rich regardless. <laughs> rich, in all, rich in all avenues, to be honest. Yeah, that's a fact. I can agree with that, that, um, you know, that mindset because... You know, you know, being rich is 
it's basically like a, it can be subjective, you know, because when you say rich, you know, somebody that has a million dollars can be considered rich. Um, exactly. If you're a billionaire, you're considered rich. But if, it, if the billionaire woke up and had a million dollars, the next day he'll be like, damn, what happened to my billion dollars? So, exactly. but like you say, you know, being rich isn't just always about money. You can be rich exactly. in other things too, you know? It's not. It's not. And uh, the good thing is about the podcast, we meet a array of like different people who not just financial gurus for real. Like we had a conversation about a, a health guru. She was real big into the the keto and the uh, non-GMO and she was a vegan and everything like that. To me, that's rich. Like she is rich, healthy. She is healthy, rich for real. And then we talked to another person about fitness. They gym guru, big uh, athletic person to me. They're rich. They're, they're uh, healthy and fit and rich because of that. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much all we want to bring to the floor, man, is uh, helping people to acknowledge their skills, recognize their skills, build confidence in those skills, and just know that it don't have to be financial. You don't have to be rich. And we talk about monetizing shit. We talk about everything else that you feel confident in. Right. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. That, that's a good mindset to have, man. Cause, um... Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Especially during this time, bro, like, you know, during COVID-19, like a lot of people are struggling financially and, um, you know, everybody's trying to figure out how to overcome all of this that's going on. And I know we just talked about like, you know, kids going back to school and businesses trying Mm -hmm. to open back up. And Mm -hmm. it's a time where like everybody's trying to figure this out and it's affecting everybody from the rich to the less rich or whatever you want to say, you know, um, But yeah, you know, like we are in, in this together, man. It's all up to us to help each other out and, you know, to still keep that mentality. You know, it's a lot of good things have come from this, even though, you know, people are dying out there and it's a lot of people in the hospital. But, right. you know, um, like anything, you know, we are, we'll be able to overcome this this um, pandemic and, you know, a lot of people are going to grow from this. You know what I mean? Exactly. And the thing about it, too, is. One thing I like to do is one thing I like to always remember is that you're never going to change anything that you're comfortable with. With this COVID shit, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. So therefore, they have to change some shit for real, for real. And that's what I that's what I like about uh, even this situation that we in now. Like I said, I created a whole nother brand now just because things have been slower, just because I've been sitting at the house a lot more than I have been prior. And just knowing that like Now's the time to really start thinking, really start, really start changing things. We, uh, me and my partner, we got a thing going on called habit. Uh, it's called habit stacking. And especially mm-hmm. in this time that we in now, I mean, like I said, a lot of people not working, a lot of people more at home, start building those habits, more healthy habits, start like stop smoking stop drinking as much, but building more healthy habits, get more discipline, get more confidence in yourself, start working out more. Doing all that kind of stuff. But now everybody got nothing but time on their hands right now. So now it's time to build like more more positive. Use that time wisely, to be honest. Yeah, that's a fact, bro, because I, I had a um I was I had a podcast with a guest a couple of episodes ago and we was talking about, you know, how how people have became more creative than ever, it seemed like, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Especially exactly. especially, you know, with um, you know, how they're doing sports and how, you know, they kind of, um, I don't know if you've seen um, the NBA, how they, they display how the courts are going to look now when you play the games. They got, like, screens, big big oh, TV wow. screens all over the court. 
and they got like the Black Lives Matter on the court and all. It's just like you know they everybody has to adapt, and you got to know how to adapt when you're living your life exactly. in general. You exactly. know what I mean? So you know, uh, especially like you know, people was doing like the versus battles on Instagram Live and just different ways mm-hmm. of providing entertainment that we never would have thought mm-hmm. we would have seen. You know, um, but yeah, bro. I mean, it's like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a better time, man. People are being more creative. And like you said, you started your photography from COVID. Like it's it's a lot of business owners that I know that started other side hustles from just having time, like having time to think about what can they do. Okay, what else can I do with this time? Exactly, and exactly. And I realized too, even with things slowing down, how much sidetrack, how much more distracted we get with everything just booming and busting like you normally do. Whether it's your, your job, your work, your kids, your family, your club, your the bar, whatever all this other distractions and bullshit that's going on. And it really kind of knock you off your rocker and you don't meet those goals that you have prepared for in the first of the year, or you don't meet those uh, things that you said you was going to do and stuff like that. And so I'm, I'm really looking at it as, wow, now I do have time on my hands so I can get back to where I was before and the, and the type of, the type of uh, other goals, other things that I was trying to reach at the beginning of the year. Uh, so yeah, like I said, man, like you mentioned too, now is now is the perfect time to get your shit together, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, bro. That's big a fact. fact, big facts. Yes, sir, man. Um, but yeah, let's you know get into what you got going on, bro. Like I said, facts, we, facts, facts. we just we just mentioned your moving company, and um, my mm-hmm. my first question is, bro, like what what made you start a moving company, and how long have you been doing it? Ooh, so this is what is this 2020 i started this in august of wow it's actually coming up on my third year anniversary in a few weeks wow. so i started this in august of 2017 me and my wife we had just moved to atlanta from a small city in uh, georgia called albany georgia okay I don't know if anybody's familiar with that it's Dorothy county right close to the uh florida georgia borderline cordill americas all this it's a very very small very very small city Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to step off the box. So we actually ended up moving to the, to Atlanta in 2017. That was May of 2017. I worked, I, as soon as I got here, I was supposed to do like this little insurance thing. Um, that's really the job opportunity that I had that made us move down here. But when I got here, I figured out it was one of them damn, uh, pyramid schemes type <laughs> of shit, whatever it was. Right. <laughs> So we moved down here, got a whole crib, every got the whole thing lined up, and now I have no ability to actually afford this shit. <laughs> like I ain't got no money coming in because I put all my faith in this and it failed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what I ended up doing is I ended up working for this moving company. And mind you, probably I didn't have no moving experience. Moving ain't shit that people like doing. That's a so, fact. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly. I hate it. Nobody <laughs> likes fucking moving. Right. Uh, so I started with this moving company. It was actually a young dude at the time. Uh, he was probably like 19, 20, had his own moving company. Like, damn, bro. Uh, and the crazy thing is, his birthday was like a couple of days after mine, too. I'm a tourist. If anybody ain't already peaked for my energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sitting here watching him, just the way he moved. And the good thing is, he was real close with like the people that he was working around. So we saw him on the regular. He ain't act like one of them bougie-ass, distant-ass bosses or something like that that right. don't cooperate with their team and all that kind of stuff. So he was around. Um, so I'm just picking his brain. I'm like, man, how you, uh, how you come up with this kind of stuff? Like, where are you, you know, where are you finding these customers at? 
like how are you learning these techniques like how do you where are you getting the trucks from like what how, i mean how you even got started mm-hmm. um so he wouldn't tell me much which i understand that's cool he wouldn't tell me much. He kept it kind of gray. Like, yeah, man, you just gotta you gotta stay fucking all people do. Right? Yeah, they ain't really trying to tell you what, how to do it. Exactly. Uh huh. Like, you gotta stay focused. Gotta keep your mind on the swivel. All that kind of shit. You I know, know that. I, I, look, I'll be like, I know that. I need to tell you. I need you to tell me exactly how you did it. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. That's where I was. I'm like, damn, bro. Give me step to step. Exactly. How did you do the shit? But what actually turned that ended up turning into a blessing because it made me have to go find them answers on my on my own. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. So uh, I ended up leaving the moving company because, of course, uh, it wasn't it wasn't enough. I wasn't making enough to actually sustain our lifestyle for real, or our just to live. Me and my wife support me and my wife. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the moving thing, it seemed pretty easy to operate. Wasn't really, ain't much expenses unless you got a brick and mortar, uh, you got a warehouse or a storage facility. The only thing that you're really paying for is what fuel and the trucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, that don't, I mean, that don't seem like much. Then of course you got some employees. So I'm like, all right, uh, so how can I do this? How can I do this? Me and my wife literally had last a hundred dollars, one hundred dollars, literally the last one hundred dollars that we had. <laughs> mm. I told my wife, I said, "Man, let me let me get them hundred dollars, bro. I'm finna, uh, I got an idea." She like, "Boy, you on all the bullshit." Right. <laughs> I'm like, "Trust me, trust me. I, I have a plan. I got an idea. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me try to make something work real quick." So I took that hundred dollars. I actually filed for an LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original moving company was called Move It. Kind of cheesy, cliche, but right. yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, ended up filing for that. I did some more research. Ended up finding this lead generation uh, service called Thumbtack. Uh, anybody who is a uh, any kind of contractor, painter, uh, painter, fitness trainer, any any kind of service that you can think of, Thumbtack has leads for you, and it's a free account. You don't have to pay anything monthly or anything like that. So once I got signed up, they started sending me leads. Like off, like as soon as I signed up, that next week I had my very first job. That next weekend, mm. so I'm like, damn, okay, right. shit. So now I had to go into the process. Like, all right, cool, I got the job. Now I need to actually think of how the fuck am I going to get this done? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm by myself. I'm not going to ask my wife to go help me with a moving job, right? Or uh, or my six and seven year old kids. So I'm like, shit. So now I got to outsource. I, I didn't, we, when we first moved up here, we ain't got no family, no friends up here either. So now I'm super like, oh shit, either I got to do this shit by myself or I got to start outsourcing and start networking to other people to find somebody else to help me with this. Um, so my very first gig, I made an Adam Craigslist. It said, hey, moving job, mover needed, uh, quick unload and load. Uh, one guy needed, uh, can somebody come help me? Mm-hmm. Got a response from the Craigslist ad. Boom, me and Buddy went out, end up knocking knocking that first job out. Three years later, here we are. <laughs> okay. And I literally have not clocked in for anybody else since then. Hey, that's what's up, bro. Facts. Facts. <laughs> that's Big what's facts. up. That's what's up. So like what does the the S and S stand for in the in your name, in the moving company name? 
Okay, so yeah, at first it was called Move It. I dissolved that company because it was time for me to elevate. It was time for me to turn full service and be insured and bonded and pretty much compete with the big dudes now. Right. So I switched up the name to actually remind me of something uh, that'll continue to motivate me. So SNS actually stands for the initials of my first two kids, Sasha and Santana. Okay. That's what SNS actually stands for. Um, and yeah, so yeah, SNS stands for that now. And like I said, right now we are a full service uh, moving company, completely insured and bonded. We are currently working on, no, we currently have one, two, three, four, five, shit, five contracts. One with U-Haul, one with ABS, one with um, some other big dogs. ABS, pause, there we go. Uh, that's three, one with moving staffers and another one with uh pack and low i think it is uh-huh. um it is now a team of eight of us eight of us so mainly i still do i still do all my administration shit by myself so i'm literally finding the leads booking the leads uh confirming the emails sending out confirmation emails uh sending out invoices also doing um uh, my recaps, uh, reaching out to the customer. I'm doing my insurance. I'm doing a lot of shit by myself. So I'm getting ready to outsource again, to be honest. Uh, but as far as like the guys that I got, it's about uh, a total of eight of us now. And like I said, now we do cross country, do local and long distance. We do uh, packing and unpacking. We do loading and unloading. We do also residential and commercial. Uh, actually around this year, we move. I don't know if anybody familiar with Carly Red off of Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, we moved her. Uh, we moved her stuff, and um, that was that was a commercial. That was a big job. That was that was dope. That was a dope experience. Um, and I got to meet some other cool people. Got to meet uh, damn, I forgot to do for one twelve. Um, I made a lot of great contacts off that one move. Just put it like that. Uh, but it's been a it's been a it's been a crazy experience. Like anything else, it has its ups and downs. But for me, it's been worth it. For, for my family, it's been worth it. So here we are. Yeah, that's a blessing indeed, bro. Like what um when you said the long distance thing, I was, I was definitely about to ask you that too. Like when you mm-hmm. uh what what like what's the longest trip you had to make when it when it came to moving moving someone? <sighs> Shit. Um. Uh, I've been to Utah, been oh, wow. to Virginia, been to Arkansas, uh, been to Tennessee. I think the longest was Cali. Mm. Dang, so you, you definitely yeah, cross country for real. <laughs> say that again. I was about to say you, you cross country for real, like no doubt, coast to coast for real, for real. <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, like I said, one of the contractors paused. They sent us a lot of work from Cali. So the good thing is. I'm kind of straying away from putting guys on the trucks and letting them do their thing across country because that's a lot of liability and anything can happen. Right. Uh, trucks can get fucked up and all kind of shit, DOT, all of that kind of shit. So what we do now is instead of actually having people uh, physically drive the trucks with um, with the customer's furniture items in there, we have, the, I got the contract with pods. So we'll load up all your stuff in the pods. We'll uh, call it pause. They'll come and pick it up and ship it out to wherever it needs to go. Uh, my shipper, actually. Yeah. So uh, we don't we don't actually physically drive anymore. We just pack up the little pods, 
call my shit, but they come pick it up and do their thing. Um, so yes, but the longest physical one that we actually did was from Georgia to fucking California. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's crazy. So like, how many how many trucks was it that had to go there? Was it one big truck or like two, three? It trucks? was. It was like yeah, it was two of them because they had a they had a massive house. So it was two twenty six foot trucks. And at the time, I was renting trucks. So imagine. Imagine the cost, actually. Think about that. Imagine the cost for two of the biggest U-Haul trucks you can get right. to literally go the furthest you can possibly go in the United States. I'm in Georgia. We're in the bottom, bottom, lower west, southwest side of the, of the nation. Mm-hmm. Imagine going all the way to the very, very other side. The cost for that was ridiculous. I know it has <laughs> That's to be. literally driving those trucks back and forth because if I drove, if I just left it there, it would have been actually more, so they had to drive the trucks back too. So imagine fuel costs. Imagine keeping these guys fed. Imagine if anything happened to the truck. Imagine, ooh, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, that, <laughs> it was a lot. that's crazy. Like I, I know you, when you just mentioned, like if you would have left the truck there, um, it would be it would be more money. Why? Why is that? Why would you? Be- well, the way you all works is that they have they have two types of trucks. So they have their one way rentals. And then they have like their uh their turnaround rentals. So the one way rentals are they cost more because you have to take a truck from their facility and take it to another one because they 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 have to have X amount of trucks at their facility. So if you take one and send it to another one, that actually ends up costing U Haul some money. So it actually costs more if you take a truck from U Haul and drop it off in a location where you originally didn't get it from. Okay, facts. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts. And that's what any that's what any uh rental truck companies. Mind you, I did all of this without owning not one single box truck too. So Right. That's that's crazy, bro. Like so mm-hmm. when you you say you got eight workers working with you, um how, right. how, how did you find these people? Are they like some of these are friends or there's people you just met through researching? Uh a lot of yeah, all of these people are people that I met throughout researching. Okay. Uh, the crazy thing is, too, even with the with the employers, from what I learned, like I mentioned before, nobody likes to move. Nobody likes to move. Mm-hmm. So our turnover rate is extremely, extremely high. If you find some guys who actually stick with you and ready to rock out and work as hard as we do, that's a blessing for sure. So the eight guys I got now, I've been having them for like the past six or seven months. Okay. And I know that may not seem like a long time, but like I mentioned, this turnover rate is ridiculous. I'll probably get a group of guys to do one job for me. They'll sweat their ass off and I'll never hear from them ever again. <laughs> Dang, man. Right. That's crazy. So exactly. when you um I know you were saying you do most of the things yourself as far as like the behind the scenes and trying to create mm-hmm. leads and stuff like that. So and I know you said you just you got contractors with different companies. Um, so how do you, what steps do you do to try to find customers? I know you got like, it's already word of mouth going on, but what else do you do to try to reach out and find other customers? Um, so for the first, the first couple, like I mentioned that first, that first year I was using nothing but strictly thumbtack that, uh, that, uh, that program that I mentioned to y'all, right. like I said, for any contractors, any, if you provided any services, definitely look that up. Um, like I said, you can do that completely free. <clears throat> the second thing that I ended up doing, I started thinking outside of the box. Like, who else would need movers, and how would I get in contact with these people? 
So now I'm thinking about, all right, cool. Um, what, like, what could you use moving for? I thought of, oh shit, people get evicted. Uh, the apartment complex, they don't want to go in there, go in these people creates and take out whatever shit is in there. Right. It could right. be hazardous material. It could be waste. It could be animal dead carcasses, all kind of shit in there. So I, I said, oh, right, cool. Arkham Mike can do that. <clears throat> so I start reaching out to, um, to like these, um, uh, apartment complexes, things of that nature, <clears throat> locked in a few contracts with those. The second way that I've found the biggest helpful to find jobs to in this market that I'm in is real estate agents. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the good thing about real estate agents is they're pretty much like a one-stop shop. Uh, well, the ones down here are, they will find a crib for you, find great financing for you. And also the benefit in my field is that they also find movers for you too. Okay. <clears throat> so I locked in a good, a lot of good contracts with, uh, with real estate agents. Uh, my third thing was there are, there are free range lead generation services that you can actually get, uh, like actual leads of people who are looking to move. Mm-hmm. So I like, take this for example, let's say, uh, uh, who do we out? Homebulletin.net. Take that for example. Mm-hmm. That's a actual lead generation service that all they do is look for people who are trying to move. That's all they do. So what you would do is that from there, from those kind of uh, resources, you would just buy some leads. They'll probably cost like six, seven dollars. Buy some leads, call these people, see if they if you can get them booked, and that's that's pretty much it there. Word, okay, that's what's up, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, cause um, yeah, it seems like their their real estate plug, man, is, is they give you a lot of information. Um, right. You know <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Like I mentioned with the real estate, that works in like more than one different way because they have a whole, like I mentioned, they have a whole network just on them by themselves. They know all kind of people. You're looking for uh, people who clean your house. They real estate person knows somebody. You're looking for uh, mechanics. I mean, not mechanics, but like different contractors. You need people to paint. You need people to do drywall. They, they, have, they have an entire network full of people. So once you get plugged in with a good ass real estate agent, as long as you know how to maneuver and network and build relationships, you pretty much set to go. To be honest, from what I've learned, that's facts. And when I look at Atlanta, man, you know, it's I've always been taught, or from what I've seen, it seemed like that's like one of the real estate capitals as far as um, people moving there and just people, you know, having affordable real estate for people to buy houses. And stuff like that, man. So it seemed like that's like the mecca of like, or one of the meccas of just having people move there, moving in and out. And, right. and, and you right. know, right. Right. yeah, and it seemed like, I'll oh, go ahead. My bad. No, no, no. You good, bro. Good. Uh, I was, I was saying, um, you know, it seemed like Atlanta is one of the cities of opportunity. It seemed like, you know. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a lot of opportunity. And then it's a lot of distractions too. Yeah, I can see that too. What's your what's your path? Where are you trying to go to? And stay focused and do that. Because like I said, it's a lot of opportunity out here, but it's a lot of fun too. It's a lot of distractions. Uh, That's a fact. So, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, because I've, I've been to Atlanta last year, man, and um, it was it was a business trip, but you know we did have a lot of fun mm-hmm. afterwards. You know, exactly. Too. <laughs> it's yeah, a, lot, it's a lot of, to do. A lot of stuff to do down here for sure. Yeah, that's a fact. I definitely got to make it back down there once COVID kind of clears off. 
Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, it's uh, like I said, man. It's because uh, I came from a small city, Auburn. Mm-hmm. When I moved down here, all of this opened my eyes completely. I'm like, oh shit, damn, there's a lot going on down here. Right. Uh, so like I said, the first year I had to put my head down and just weather through the storm for real, <laughs> either at risk and took off my rocker for real. Right. Yeah, that's all right, dog. Um, so yeah, man, I know you you mentioned um, during COVID, you picked up another another um skill and you got into photography, man. Um, what made you want to start doing that? Uh, well, yeah, with the moving thing, since ain't no nobody's literally not moving as much as they normally would be this time in the season right now. This will be like one of our biggest seasons. Uh, as far as like moving the summer, of course, everybody's moving during the summer. It's right. a lot more slower now because of COVID. Uh, and because of that, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, um, like I was talking about earlier, like, all right, cool. Let me, let me, let me dig deep. Let me, uh, let me really get into my self help. Like, what can, what can I do more of this? How can I better this? How can I better this? Uh, and one of the things that actually one of my homeboys, one of my closest friends, he inspired me to pick up the camera. Mm-hmm. So he was just telling me about, it's so many, it's so much stuff to see. People is, uh, it's a real sensory thing. Like people like to see nice stuff. Uh, you can, you can really like build a whole brand around it for real. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. Since I got a lot more time on my hands, let me see if I can, let me see if I can get a camera and then, uh, see if I can figure this out. And the comparison between the two markets that I'm in now, cause imagine moving, moving is being so rough. I'm working with all guys. It's stressful. It's hot. It's a heavy, lifting heavy loads all this kind of stuff uh-huh. it's a real manly manly laboring type thing and switch over to photography everybody likes to take pictures <laughs> everybody nice. likes to smile you feel good when you smile you feel good when you see a nice picture everybody dressed up nice it's a, it's a complete different vibe completely different uh environment for real so i'm like all right i love this i like this shit <laughs> i ain't gonna lie i like i like this is a completely different uh, environment from what I'm normally used to. People smiling, it's easier to network with and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, all right, cool. So yeah, I pick up the camera. I decided like I would focus on, my focus would be uh, weddings, weddings, couple shoots, uh, pregnancy shoots, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, got, got the camera, literally just got the camera probably like, maybe like two months ago. Literally, literally just got the camera. Uh, went ahead and set up my Instagram, went ahead and set up an email, turned it into a whole thing for real. Uh, as soon as I got it, a friend of mine who's actually in Atlanta, he does like the lighting and fireworks. Like he does uplighting for uh, uplighting for Atlanta for like weddings and bar mitzvahs for just nice events. Right. As soon as he seen me with the camera and just taking pictures, because my first photo shoot was for my little cousin at, uh, at his birthday party, three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as he seen me taking a camera and taking pictures and stuff, he pulled me to the side and said, hey, uh, well, no, 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 he didn't do it right then. He, uh, he got all my information. Then a couple days later, he ended up calling me and said, hey, man, I need a photographer to do this. And then third, I saw you still trying to learn your camera and everything like that and take more pictures and get more developed, networking, get the exposure type need. So he offered me to like join his team. And mind you, this is the lane that I was already trying to be in anyway, with the weddings, with the with the nice big events, with the uh the baby showers and all that kind of stuff. So it, it worked out perfect. Um soon after that I ended up having one of my first 
big ass wedding photo shoot on the 10th mm -hmm. that just passed. Um, so I'm still in the learning process, but this is actually something that, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to go on for a long time. And, um, like I said, I'm enjoying it because it's completely different from whew, the past three years. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. Like, and I have a couple of people, a couple of friends that do photography. Um, one of my homeboys, he mainly focuses on like sports and everything like that, like basketball, mostly mm -hmm. basketball. Um, but yeah, like you know, doing photography, man, it's definitely it's definitely a good thing to do because people will always need pictures taken, like forever. <laughs> that's never exactly. going to end, you know. Um, exactly. Like I said, like you mentioned before, this is a this is the era of content. Yes. Like people, everybody is taking pictures. Everybody, everybody want to see something. Everybody want to ooh, ah, and all that kind of stuff. This is the era to, if you are a creator, to create content. And photography is going to be my, it is my content. <laughs> right. Well, uh, when you bought your camera, uh, what kind of camera do you use? Uh, uh, currently right now I'm using a Canon 5D Mark III. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's kind of nice. The reason why I chose that camera was because I was doing some research. Uh, I was thinking about getting a, I think it was a 7D, a 5D. I don't know. A, I think it was a 70D. Uh, can't remember exactly. But I ended up doing some research, finding out that one of the, the better cameras to actually start doing photography was the was the, uh, the Mark IV. But I have the Mark III. The Mark IV was a little bit out of my price range. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, so I said, I'll get the less one for now. Then I'll just boss up and hopefully elevate to the next one. But uh, but yeah, right now I'm working with uh, 5D Mark III. Okay, facts. Yeah, I mean, shoot, you just, just got to start somewhere. Because one thing I do tell people, man, it's like, if you want to do something, just figure out what you got to do to start. You know, you might not have the camera or whatever materials you need at the moment or at the moment or you want to upgrade later on, but just get what you can get and just start, you know, cause some people would be like, Oh, well, I didn't do this yet because I'm waiting on this or I can't get this or this, this and that, you know, it's, it's always a way for you to just start doing it. Like even if someone didn't have, couldn't afford to buy a camera, like if you got an iPhone, just use your iPhone so you can afford a camera, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Let's do what you can, bro. You know, that's how I always look at it. And the thing about that too, I love Nike slogan and I'm always saying this, just do it. Facts. The reason why I say that's because if you don't jump out there and figure out, I mean, if you don't jump out there and learn the lessons, go through whatever it is you have to go through, how would you ever know if that was for you or not? You mm -hmm. can sit back and capitalize and think about, or yeah, like capitalize and think about oh, how much, what else you need to do in order to prepare yourself to do this and that and a third. But how can you prepare yourself for something that you've never done before? Uh, I mean, that's, that is, that still don't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So when I say jump out there, just try. Like you said, it don't matter if you're using your phone. It don't matter if, like I mentioned with the moving thing, it don't matter if you just asking a neighbor, let me move your stuff for a couple dollars. Just try it. Once mm -hmm. you get out of that space of comfort, it feels so much better because now you're going, you're you're actually like going closer to that person that you want to be in life for real. Right. Comfort, discomfort equals growth. There we go. Yep, and that's I've heard that it's been spoken by people a lot, you know, because if you if you real comfortable, man, you're not gonna grow, you know, you'd be real complacent and 
You're not going to do nothing. You're not going to do anything. People do not change things that they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's all facts, bro. Um, Big facts. One thing I forgot to mention um, in regards to your moving company, uh, like, what precautions do you have to take while you're helping somebody move? Like, how do you make sure everybody's safe and how do you make sure nothing gets broken when you're, um, you know, doing all that stuff? All right. So, uh, you have what is called, ooh, there's so many, but the biggest thing is insurance. Insurance, insurance, insurance. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, you have general liability. You have your workers' comp. You have, uh, what's the other one? Where you actually have insurance of the stuff that's inside of the truck. Um, I can't think of it. But the biggest one, the biggest one is general liability. Mm-hmm. General liability, pretty much like it, like it, like the title is general liability. If anything happens while it's in a, while it's in transport or in your possession while it's in transport, you guys are covered for that. Uh, at the bare minimum, what a lot of these big corporations, what they ask for, if you are going to reach out and get like bigger contracts, like uh, Paz and ABF and uh, some of these real estate agents and um, uh, apartment rental places and stuff like that, the minimum they're going to ask you for is a million dollar policy. A million dollar policy covers a lot, believe it or not. Uh, but the biggest thing is insurance. The mm-hmm. second thing is uh, we use plastic wrap and also moving blankets to move people's furniture. So what we'll do is we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap whatever it is, whether it's a dresser, couch, uh, mattress, headboard, footboard, refrigerator. We'll wrap it up in plastic and we'll use a, we'll, once we wrap it up in plastic, we'll wrap it in a moving blanket too. And what that does, that just prevents, if anything, while it's shipping, while the truck is shipping, while it's moving around, that just prevents any scratches or anything like that to the person's furniture. Okay. But um, yeah, definitely insurance. And then the second one, just take like your small precautions to make sure that the uh, the customer furniture is covered. Okay. That's what's up, bro. Um, Yeah, bro. Like, I got a couple of more questions before we wrap it up, man. And and I, and I appreciate you, you know, coming out and, and speaking with me, man. I've actually learned a lot, you know, because... It's. I think it's someone. I think it's a couple of family members I know that do that does moving, that has a moving mm-hmm. company, and um, it's just great to see you know have a lot of insight on what really happens with when you do these type of things. Um, exactly. And one of my questions to you is, you know, any advice to any entrepreneurs out there that want to start a business? Um, what what would you say to them in regards to that? Uh, well, like I mentioned before, like we mentioned before. Uh, discomfort equals growth. Mm-hmm. Any entrepreneurs, if you are, ooh, I got two things actually. Discomfort equals growth. So if there's any level of something in your journey to becoming an entrepreneur, if it makes you uncomfortable, do that shit. Right. <laughs> thanks. Do that shit. If you uh, if you feel like your workload is getting a little uh, a little tight, got a, lo- a little lot on your plate and you feel like you need to hire an assistant, but you don't know how to go about finding an assistant or uh, rather not find an assistant because you don't think nobody can do your job as good as you can, do that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be the perfect time to go ahead and find you one because a lot of things about entrepreneurship is small businesses. In order for us to grow, we have to learn to trust. That's why we network. That's why we find friends. That's why we we have. That's why we have all these contacts and stuff like that. That's all come from trust. 
So even right. in our growing stages, we need to trust. And all of this depends upon the team. It's not just us. The title solo and near, that is a thing. But don't nobody want to be called a solo and near. Right. It's a business. It's a whole team effort. So know that. Uh, my second thing is... Um, my second thing would be strongest lessons. Mm-hmm. Take your L's with pride. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Take your L's with pride. If you fuck up, make a mistake, know that's part of your growth. Know that's part of your journey. And really just brush it off and keep it pushing. Like, oh, man, I fucked up. Don't, don't sit there and think about it too much because then that's going to completely distract you. Learn from it. Move on. Pretty much. That's all facts, bro. And the the, the kind of add on to what you just said about, you know, take a loss. I mean, take a um, your loss of pride, your L's of pride. You know, I look at I heard somebody say this, man. Look at an L as not a loss, but a learn. Or if you do look at there it, as a, if you do look right. at it as a loss, you know, look at it as a learning experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, because, like you know, because we all gonna make mistakes, man. And, you know. And the way society is now, you know, the word L, you know, we use L's as a negative thing, you know. And you, you just right. took an L, bro. You just took an L, how, you know, laughing in your face. But it's like, you know, you got to learn, you know, turn that L into a learn and learn, have a learning experience from it and learn what to not do next time. You know what I mean? Exactly. And the biggest room in the world, in the entire world, the biggest room in the world is improvement. No yep. doubt. Yep. That's all facts, bro. Um, and this last question I'm about to ask you, bro, like I ask this question to all my guests and um, it's kind of a broad question, but answer the best you can. Um, okay. How do you plan to capture the world? Say that one more time. How do you, how do you plan to capture the world? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. How do I plan to capture the world? Wow. Yeah, I know, oh, yeah, bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely free range. Uh, for one, as far as my moving company, that'll get passed on for generations. That's going to my kids. I, I, conv- I made that up in my mind. That's going to be something that they can practice on, play with, all that kind of stuff. That's already set in stuff. Mm-hmm. My mark on this world will be is that I literally made it from nothing. At a very, very young age, I came from nothing. I provided an, uh, an opportunity. I provided a, a, a space. I provided a whole different, I changed my entire family trajectory for real, for real, off of what I'm on right now. And, and I always look at it as like, they'll, it'll be like, once my kids get older, once their kids get older, they'll be like, yeah, grandpa, he set the, he set the, he set the, uh, the foundation for the rest of us. And that's 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 gonna be my legacy. Yeah, that's that's all facts, bro. And one thing, man, as far as when you say you know passing that down to your kids, man, like that's a thing amongst the black community that we got to make sure we do. If we, you know, if we're able to start our own business, you know, we want to we want to make sure we have something for our kids. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, about that, and that's I mean, because to be completely honest, I mean, the other side, they do it. They do it without even thinking about it. Right. So that's the only way that we're going to be able to uh, elevate, to be honest, is passing things down and setting up our generations for positivity. Yep. That's the only way, man. Like, because we you know with my clothing brand, you know, my dad actually started the clothing brand. 
and he passed it down to me, you know, and I'm kind of taking it to oh, a new shit. level. Yeah, so he originally started it and he passed it down to me. So, oh, like, geez. my plan is to pass it down to my kids or whoever I can pass it down to, somebody in my family, you know. Um, just got to keep it going, man. You know, these big businesses that we buy from every day, you know, those businesses were started way, way, way back. You know, most of these businesses yeah. are real old, you know. So, um, if they can do it, we can do it too, you know. Absolutely. Not to mention, my brother. Continue fighting the fine fight. <laughs> That's facts, man. And um and I appreciate appreciate you, man. That's all I have for the day, bro. And um and you know, I just wish you I wish you well in your in your endeavors and your journey, man. Like keep doing your thing. I love seeing, you know, young young black women and men, you know, doing their own thing, being entrepreneurs and, you know, living for themselves and, you know, having their own job and doing what they really want to do in life. So I, I commend you as well. I appreciate it, brother. I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate the platform for sure. Let me be able to express myself and uh, hopefully inspire somebody. If there's at least one person that got a message from them, I'm glad it was, it came from this. Yes. I feel the same way, man. Whoever's listening, you know, I, I'm just, I just appreciate whoever's listening and anybody can learn from what we've been talking about did this episode and previous episodes and um yeah more to come man and i also want to give a shout out to all of our spotify listeners apple podcast mm-hmm. listeners youtube listeners and i say it again you know make sure you uh everyone review i mean leave a review if you haven't already make sure you subscribe if you haven't subscribed um just pass the word down to uh your friends and family about the podcast and just keep spreading the word i appreciate every listener that's listening and uh, we're going to continue to rock, man. And um, Jeremy, man, I appreciate you being a part of this podcast. Like I said before, um, much success to you, my brother, and keep doing your thing. Appreciate it, Dave. All right, y'all. This is episode. This is a new episode of Capsule World Podcast. And um, we have more to come. See you on the next episode. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.